0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Discover Spring-Ford. Really quickly, I want to mention whatever's happening on my face. As you know, I'm an aspiring actor, and throughout this season, you're going to see a variety of looks as I transform for different characters that I may be portraying. Right now, I have the shaggy long hair. I apologize if that's off-putting to you and for any of you that may think that I'm a hippie. But anyway, now on to the show. I'm standing in front of 500 Walnut Street in Royersford Borough. It was formerly the Ralston House and now it's home to Dr. Eric Pastor, the Royer's Ford dentist. I'm Jeff Deziato, a local realtor, aspiring actor, and transplant to the Springford area and I'm on a mission to find the best that Springford has to offer. I'll be interviewing local business owners, civil servants and other prominent members of the community to find out what makes Springford a great place to live, work, eat, explore. I invite you to join me on my journey as I discover SpringFord. Eric, thanks for coming on the show today. I really appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. So, like we do on every episode, I'm going to turn it over to you very early on to tell us a little bit about your personal history and how you ended up in the dental field.
1: Sure. Uh, well, I grew up in Bensalem, Salem, which is outside of northeast Philadelphia, and uh, I ended up uh, going to Penn State, uh, main campus in State College, <clears throat> where I was a business major, actually. Oh, okay. Never had to study as a business major. <laughs> I would just do all the things that, uh, you know, Penn State, young Penn Staters do. <laughs> uh, and um, about halfway through, that's when I decided I, I wanted to be in the medical field. I was always, uh, always, had, I was always a nervous dental patient, like oh, like really? a lot of people, yeah. Um, and my dentist always did a good job of making me feel comfortable, mom and pop type shop. Yeah. And, uh, I really liked working with my hands. Um, so when you put all that together and, uh, also being your own boss, yeah. having that control over what materials you use, um, how you run your business, you, you really don't see that very much in the medical field. Mm-hmm. The dental field's kind of heading that way too. Okay. If you see all the you know big corporate places yeah, uh, right. popping up, so uh, yeah. Uh, and then I, I ended up working in a dental lab for a year between college and dental school in the Northeast, um, which I know is where you're from. Yeah, I'm on, from Northeast Philly. Really. Yeah, it's on Red Lion Road. Okay. Uh, little little uh, dental lab. That's where they make the crowns um, for teeth and uh, and went to dental school for four years. And at that point, I was living in Eagleville, okay, uh, not that Pennsylvania. Far from here, no, yeah. not far from here. Uh, I started working all the way up in Bethlehem. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> actually, I started working at a corporate place for one year. That only lasted about a year. Um, it, it, corporate dentistry is very much about volume, seeing right. as many people as you can. Um, it wasn't a very good fit for me. I, I wouldn't be able to build any kind of a relationship with the patients because they'd see you know, whatever dentist was available that day. they wouldn't just, it wouldn't be my, 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 I wasn't their dentist. Yeah. And uh, I didn't quite like that. Yeah. And, you know, they would, I remember one time they they gave me sandwich gloves to wear because they ran out of gloves. (laughs) It was, uh, it was not a good experience. So
0: making a sandwich at Wawa (laughs) (laughs) instead of checking teeth.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I went up to, so then I was working up in Bethlehem for a private practice and, and, Usually, most dentists, after about two, three years, that's when, if they want to be their own, mm-hmm. own their own practice, that's when they'll start looking, and that's when I started looking, and uh, that's when I met Dr. Burns. Okay, and
0: uh, what year was that?
1: That was in 2013. Okay. Or it's actually 2012, uh, midway through 2012.
0: Yeah. Um, so, and something I've noticed, especially interviewing a lot of business owners on this show, is they call you know, you've heard it said like an entrepreneurial gene uh, that people have. It's a, it's a, either whether it's a personality trait or just something hardwired. Um, and, and I found myself to be this way cause I'd worked in many corporate settings, banking, pharmaceuticals, things like that. And I just chafed against it so much because I have that, you know, desire to be the boss, yeah. not, not to be boss of other people, but to, to, uh, build my own canoe for lack of a better term. Like I want to, I want to be responsible for the work that I'm doing. Yeah. Um, Put my stamp on it, whether it works or or fails. I want it to be relying on me, not on other people. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I'm not surprised (laughs) when you were talking about the experience you had. It seems that that is a trait that that we share, especially now in hindsight, that you have your own practice, you know, wanting to to take over and, and really build something that you can be proud of and, and you can have a reason behind everything that you do. Yeah. You can justify. It's a great way to put it. Yeah. And, and that's one thing that I always, um, anytime I work in it, you know, I, I think I play well with others, but (laughs) sometimes people would say it. There's different kinds
1: of entrepreneurial genes as you put it. Um, I am not so gifted as much in, in, administration, Mm -hmm. um, uh, but I think any good business owner or entrepreneur surrounds themselves with people who are good at what they're not good at.
0: Yeah, fill in and the gaps. My yeah. team
1: here at the practice are just phenomenal. <clears throat> and I can't take credit for hiring them all because oh, okay. half of them were here when you know when, when I took over our hygienists, Michelle and Devin Lim. Um, Petra is our office manager and she's great at administration. Yeah. Uh, you know, And so I get to practice dentistry um, and uh, she gets to... You help develop systems that that, yeah. that make a good experience for patients.
0: Yeah. So tell me a little uh, outside of just the fact that you, uh, you know, your your painful dental history or however you want to describe yeah. it, or your your anxiety about the dentist chair. Um, was there anything about the dentist that you grew up with? Did you did you consult him at all? Well, uh, as you just started started to get into the uh, the field, or did you ever reach out to him or, or look to him for advice? At all? I think
1: that he, we, honestly, there's not a great answer for, answer for that other That's than not. I was anxious and he had nitrous oxide. <laughs> okay, yeah, and and that helped. Yeah, uh, sure. <laughs> and so you know, I've sort of made it. I always say I'm I'm a I'm the dentist for the scared patient. Uh, I have that like in my bio on my website. Okay, <clears throat> and so I try to have um, multiple ways of keeping people calm. And so we have, um, we try to, if we notice somebody likes a certain kind of music, we'll put that on. We'll tell people, hey, bring bring music with you. Because I don't know if you know this, but music decreases pain sensation by 30%. Oh, wow. Not that you should be feeling pain anyway. Yeah. But a lot of times people are just so, you know, revved yeah. up that, you know, I could, you know, touch them on the arm and, and you know, they jump. Right. So, uh, And a know, lot
0: of injuries actually happen from people preparing themselves because they feel like yeah. sometimes if people are blindsided or something like that they actually don't have as many or at least i've heard that they because their body wasn't tense when they uh there goes utley
1: <laughs> did you hear something Utley heard
0: something okay. uh, so uh,
1: utley's another uh, example yeah. of an anxiety reducer so um some people do a lot better having him r- lay down especially for a, a, a long procedure and then you have people who Aren't dog fans, or right. their allergies uh, don't um, allow that, and so we're very in tune. Great thing is I live upstairs, so okay. we'll just make a note in a patient's chart, um, and they should never see the Utley again because yeah. uh, you know we, we're in tune to that, and we'll make sure he's um, out of the office when that patient arrives and leaves.
0: Yeah, that's great. I, I know they do that in hospitals oftentimes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, well, they'll bring in therapy dogs and things like that. Um, and I, I used to work very briefly in one of the many jobs that I had. I was a barista at a coffee cart in Christop- uh, St. Christopher's Hospital down in Philly. Oh, okay. And um, every once in a while I would see them walking the dogs around and they would take them to the, the children's rooms and things like that. Mm-hmm. And it was just a cool calming effect that it had. Uh, so I can definitely understand it. And, and it is a unique part of this practice because I... I I oftentimes when I take my, you know, if I take my cats to the vet, obviously they have like the other cats kind of roaming around or you see things like that. But I was surprised that I was afraid I was going to let him out when the door opened, when I opened the door and he's standing right there. I was like, Oh, so, <laughs> <laughs> but he seems very well trained in that regard as well. Yeah. Um, so let me go back a little bit. Cause you mentioned, uh, Dr. Burns is it? Yes. Yeah, so, uh, tell me a little bit about the history of the practice and how you uh, became aware of him, and how you guys came together? Sure, yeah. So um, when
1: I was looking for a practice, the way dentists find practices is they use a practice broker most of okay. the time. And so they connect to people with similar ideals. He might have been looking for somebody who wasn't going to turn this house into a bunch of apartments right. or turn it into a 10-doctor practice Um, and I was looking for, uh, I, I was not looking for a home office. This is a home office, which is a very, uh, it was much more common in the past. Yeah. And usually a home office for a dental practice is like a split level. So Mm -hmm. you're seeing patients and maybe your kitchen is, is, you know, 10 feet away. Uh, this is a, a very unique home office. And, uh, so I met Dr. Burns, uh, who had been practicing here for, 39 and a half years. Oh, wow. I like to uh, point out, always point out to him that he didn't hit 40. <laughs> but him and his wife, they lived upstairs, and they were... Um, Dr. Burns actually grew up in the house. Oh, wow. His picture's right on the wall over there. You can
0: yeah, we'll the, take a take a look sure. at it. Uh,
1: he grew up in the house. His father was a physician out of this house. So oh, wow. The house was built in 1909, and it's, a, it's definitely a staple in the community. Mm-hmm. I, I can't tell you how many times I hear people say, Oh, growing up, I always loved you know, this house, or, uh, you know, walking by, I always, you know, admired the house, and it was built in 1909 by uh, the treasurer of Diamond Glass Company. Diamond Glass was uh, down on 2nd, I believe. So, um, William Ralston, his name was, and unfortunately, Mr. Ralston and his wife um, uh, had a car accident in 1929, I believe. Um, and they both passed away. Wow. And I actually had a patient, she's 96 years old. She's the niece of the Ralston family. Oh, really? She remembers running around this house, when it was one, one big house. Oh, my goodness. And Dr. Burns' father turned it into a, a, a physician's practice. He was a, he was a physician, Jess Burns, his name was. Um, and then uh, Dr. Burns, in the 70s, started uh, his dental practice, practiced alongside his father, Oh, okay. uh, yeah.
0: A long line of dentistry. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, you know, one thing that he was looking for was somebody who was going to live here and care for the property and become a part of the community. Right. And uh, it seemed like a it seemed like a great idea. Yeah. I'm glad I did it. <laughs> yeah.
0: So did you come and, and work alongside him for a time uh, and then eventually transition into the, the primary? Or how, do, how does that kind of work? So there's a lot
1: of different ways uh, of of that transition yeah. um he was advised and i was advised you, you want to keep the transition as short as possible mm. um you know, mainly for for obvious reasons uh it, whatever systems they developed over 40 years uh they had reasons for the, right. for that and um, if a new doctor comes in and suddenly wants to change things, it, it can create friction. So right. uh, we have a great relationship, and maybe it's because we listen to uh, yeah. to the advice. Um, on on top of that, they were living upstairs. Mm-hmm. I took over the practice um, January first of or January second of two thousand thirteen, and they they lived upstairs while their house was being their new house was being built. Okay, um, for nine months, so he would come down oh, all wow. the time and. You know, introduced me to patients, yeah. and uh, and that was very helpful.
0: That's good. Yeah. Um, so it's been five years now that you've mm-hmm. been here. Yeah. Um, prior to being here, had you been a part of Royersford at all, or this was the primary reason why you ended up in Royersford?
1: Dr. Burns asked me when I first uh, interviewed with him, uh, "Why Royersford?" Yeah. And my answer was. Because this is where the practice broker uh, sent me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, getting to know Warriors Ford has been a real pleasure and mm-hmm. um, it's such a great fit for me. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we have high quality chops here, mm-hmm. um, but what I love about the people here is you don't have that mainline attitude. Yeah. You know, it's, it's very down to earth uh, people with. Um, that many of many of our patients you know, become friends. Right. And uh, I see them around town, and a very friendly atmosphere, and uh, it's it's been a real pleasure uh, being a part of the community, and I'm happy to say I'll, I'll probably be here for another, I'm going to hope to hit 40 years, so nah, 35 that's years. Like, yeah. <laughs> well,
0: that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Now, was it was it always the Royer's Ford Dentist here, or was mm. that something you adopted yourself?
1: Uh, I just... I, I I kind of uh just picked that name. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's cool. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> it's very simple. Be like, you know Eric? No. Oh, he's the worst. for, he's for Oh, okay. Dennis, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to the other Dennis and Royers, yeah. part, but hey, he picked the name first. <laughs> 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 That's great. Um so tell me a little bit about uh I know you also work uh very heavily with a non-profit organization, mm-hmm. um, I'll ask you to share as much uh, about that as you're comfortable, um, some of the history of that, and uh, you know things that people can do to support it as well. Sure, absolutely. Um, you know, most people
1: nowadays have been touched by cancer at some point, someone in their family or loved one or friend, um, and, unfor- and I was unfortunate to lose my uh, my wife to cancer about uh, three and a half years ago. And, uh, it was breast cancer mm. and she was a teacher. One of the reasons why we even moved out into this area, she was a teacher at a, uh, or TE yeah. school district, elementary school teacher. And she touched a lot of lives. Um, so we, we erected a, uh, a foundation in her honor called Rachel's helping hands. And what happened <clears throat> while she was going through her battle, um, it occurred to us how difficult it must be for for a lot of families to make ends meet during a battle with cancer. Mm. It's very i mean she she was lucky enough to be a teacher where she could she could go on medical leave and uh save up sick days but mm. for a better part of the year she, i mean she wasn't working um, and you know medical costs add up, and it can become very difficult to make ends meet and get single single mother or single right. father. So anyway, uh, a a goal that we had, you know, to honor her was to try to um, have an annual fundraiser where we raise money, and we set up a nonprofit where we distribute that money. That you can um, apply for help uh, online at rachelshelpinghands.com or .org, actually. Uh, and uh, we have an annual five uh, k run walk in Wilson Farm Park, which is in um, Wayne. Yeah. And uh, it's it's a great event. It's a good family event. We always have like a bounce house and face painting and whatnot. Um, you, we have runners, we have walkers, and um, we've raised over a hundred and ten oh, thousand dollars, awesome. and we've distributed seventy-five thousand to over fifty families. That's great. So, uh, helping a lot of people, and um, we're at our. This will be our our fourth year doing it. So. Um, the race is October 21st. You can do a zoom in later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, October 21st. Um, and we also have a, we're doing a second event this year. So um, the, uh, the second event is in Doylestown, and that's called the Tough Pumpkin Run. <laughs> and the idea is you pick out, uh, it's at a pumpkin patch, so they have, they have all these leftover pumpkins. Mm-hmm. It's on November 11th.
0: So it's after the, the, the season of pumpkins. Exactly. Yeah, right. <laughs> so you pick
1: out a pumpkin, if you want, yeah. and you run, I believe it's a 3K, uh, with it or you can walk uh, yeah. and you get to keep the pumpkin at the end so you pick a big pumpkin, you get a, a big pumpkin you pick <laughs> a little pumpkin, you get a little pumpkin but um, we already have a lot of people signed up for that race so we're excited about um, you know helping people with that yeah and we'll and-
0: definitely we'll include all this information uh, below the video so people can, can get involved with it and, and thankfully the timing of this episode being uh, I believe September th- oh, yeah. 30th uh, it will be the the air date, uh, so it'll be it'll be up in time for people to find out more and and hopefully and get involved in these events to help uh, a very very important cause. Uh, that's really cool. So that this um, nonprofit, how, how long has it been in operation now? Uh, pretty
1: much since you passed. So okay. about three and a half years. That's why uh, this will be the fourth year. But um, one thing we're very proud of is that everyone who serves and volunteers is completely. Um, on a volunteer basis, Mm -hmm. there's no, no salaried employees. Uh, And when we had to come up, this was all new to me working for a nonprofit. But uh, what I learned is we we had to make the decision. All right, we have that we've we've hosted an event. We are going to distribute this money. Do we give it to another nonprofit who is already set up to distribute? Do we develop our own systems? And uh, we chose to develop our own um, only because it, it gives us that control to make sure this money is really going. To help, right? You know, everyone. Not, not. You know, know, there's a lot of nonprofits that that use their money well. Yeah, and they have. And there's a lot that don't. High overhead.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, So you want when people are giving the money, obviously they want it. They want to believe that it's going to the exact people that are in need. And obviously, the bigger the the organization, the higher the overhead costs and all those things. And and then obviously the the more hands that are involved, things can mysteriously not happen the way you expected them to. So that's really good to know. Um, And and for especially people who may want to contribute to this, um, that it is really a passion project, Mm -hmm. Uh, if nothing else. It's not, you know, I decided from day one, I'm going to start this big nonprofit. It's it's coming from a a true place of love and care and legacy uh, for your, your, Uh, your wife and um really cool and thank you for sharing that i think that's that's an incredible uh an incredible outcome uh of a very difficult situation yes you know um and i think inspiring to a lot of people who have had very uh, difficult times in their life to try to to bring out some positive and have it have a lasting effect um for good and, and that's really awesome, uh, so uh transitioning a little bit mm-hmm. um, let 's talk a little bit about the practice now that you now that it's yours and and you 've established things. I know you said that uh you know before we started you know you 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 guys are really um trying to stay on the cutting edge with technology and things like that. so tell people a little bit about the practice, the operation here um just in case they may be wanting to find a, a up sure. uh, um
1: well so uh, one of the things that we discussed about, um, you know, being a, a solo practice mm-hmm. owner is that I don't have to ask uh, anyone's permission or any uh, CEO who's not a dentist uh, permission to purchase equipment, um, you know, pay employees, things right. like that. So, you know, one thing I certainly invest in, I think, is is above and beyond any technology I could invest in, uh, are the uh, are the team members of our practice. Um, you'll find that. Every member of our team is what I call an all star mm-hmm. uh, you know, seasoned um, well trained uh caring individuals who are good at what they do um, and that doesn 't come easy and, right. and everyone who's been on our team has been on our team for quite a while so uh that 's number one um, before any technology but uh we a lot of what we invest in um, are to make the patient experience easier. So what if I ask most people what they what they hate about getting a crown or if they need Invisalign to straighten their teeth or something like that, it's getting an impression. A lot right. of people don't like the goop that you stick yeah. in there. You got to hold it in there for, for four minutes and then you pull it out and you look at it and you say, I, I think that's good. I think my lab will be able to, to handle this. And you send it off and then they call you and they, and they might say, well, I don't really like this. It's not. It's not on me. If if there's a problem, you want to bring the patient back in. <laughs> no dentist wants to bring yeah. the patient back in. The patient doesn't want to come back in. See so you. Cross your fingers, right? So one of the things we were uh, very early in investing in was a digital scanner. So we have a wand, and um, and we'll we'll show you what that looks like. Mm. That allows us to sort of take uh, hundreds of pictures of your mouth very quickly within a minute and it stitches those pictures together and it it allows me to uh, zoom. So I can zoom in on my work and make sure everything looks perfect before I ever send it off to the lab. And if it's not perfect, I'm able to um, adjust that. And this is called a three-shape digital scanner. And instead of taking impressions, uh, we can use this scanning gun and um, actually scan the patient's mouth. And what's great about it is <laughs> it's, it's a very familiar uh, motion mm-hmm. uh, as far as zooming you can see, make sure everything's nice and clean and exactly what you want. It also uh, is, is able to give us uh, the exact shade of your teeth, which makes a big difference um, than right. just guessing and hoping your dentist isn't colorblind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, just a neat piece of technology that we think really gives us a better quality work. And um, and what's interesting is this will get sent directly to my lab where they 3D print a model. So 3D printing is something that we're seeing more and more of in, in the world. And uh, it's becoming a part of dentistry because of its accuracy. Wow. So uh, that makes our work a lot better. And, and when you talk about what makes dental work last a long time, there's a lot of factors. Certainly cleaning your teeth at home is, is an important one. Right. But uh, one thing you don't know as the patient is how good the work that the dentist did. Because right. you can't see in your own mouth. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, this uh, you know, allows us to ensure that our work is good. And uh, I also have a piece of technology that's pretty cool. You can bite into, um, it's a sensor. And it shows up on a screen, uh, on our computer screen, uh, what parts of your mouth are hitting heavy. I so, so we, one thing we try to do as a preventative measure to get people's teeth not break, uh, is to try and harmonize their bite, get their bite nice and even. Uh, so that's a kind of a cool piece of technology yeah. that's that's uh, cutting edge that we also have.
0: That's really cool. Yeah. Um, now I have to ask this because there's a you know stereotype among doctors and and dentists especially that they don't practice what they preach. So, uh, are you a regular flosser? I am actually, I, you know what? I used to not be. Yeah. Um, uh,
1: and, and there were two things that caused me to change. Um, one, anyone could experience. And that was, yeah. I went to the dentist in my mid twenties and I had three cavities, I yeah. think. And I was like, all right, well, I, I don't like getting dental work, yeah. right? <laughs> so I'm going to change that. It takes 21 days to formulate the habit. So yeah. I did it for 21 days and now, I'll tell you right now, if I don't floss, my mouth feels gross. Oh, wow. Because, because that's my norm. Yeah. Um, when I wasn't flossing, my mouth didn't feel gross. Right. You know? The other thing that caused me to change is when I was in dental school, they showed a video, a microscopic video of the the type of bacteria that's underneath those gums, and they look like little worms. (laughs) Oh, gosh. I feel like if I had a screen of that playing... Uh, it might get... Yeah, reasons to floss. Yeah, but it, it <laughs> yeah. might also creep some people out, too. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I've chosen not to. <laughs> yeah,
0: you've, you've cultivated a very pleasing yeah. aesthetic here. I think that would upset the <laughs> upset the people that... Yeah. You know, they would need Utley to come and comfort them immediately yeah. <laughs> if they saw that video. Yeah. That's really cool. So tell us uh, a little bit about uh, how people can find out more about uh, the practice here, about the nonprofit. You know, you can share your URLs and things like that and yeah. any... Upcoming things that you you know for the future of the practice that you might want to be interested in letting people know about.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, Well, we're www.theroyersfordentist. dot com. Um, I'm always trying to update the website when there's uh, um, specials that we're having. We are going to be having a a campaign on Facebook with um, with uh, which is the Ford Dentist. uh, If you look that up. So keep an eye out for uh, some Facebook advertisement coupons, uh, some giveaways that that we might um, that we're gonna start, and uh, yeah, we're just happy to be a part of the community. To allude to your one of your other episodes um, with Bill Mm Bruner, Bill Bill sells three books over at the Historical Society, and these are a favorite of our patients. Oh yeah. Uh, I have this
0: one right here on my coffee table. (laughs) And and they're all different. Some some tell a little
1: bit more of a story, but um, they're all about the history of of Spring-Ford. We also have uh, yearbooks dating back to maybe 1974 that Dr. Burns started. Oh, really? Patients love coming in and finding them or their parents in in the
0: yearbooks. Oh, that's that's awesome. You should, I forget what years, Uh, Bill said that... uh, yeah, they're missing, missing two, two, two yeah. but, but I don't I, know if there are ones I, that you might have. <laughs>
1: well, uh, one of them, I believe, well, it is one that we had, but um, we gave it to them to scan it.
0: Yeah, yeah. so they could at least have yeah, yeah. a record of it. That's cool. Yeah, so you can go back, obviously, and watch any of those episodes uh, on Uh And are there any pictures of this house? I would imagine there probably are in these uh, books. There's, I
1: believe there's one, yeah. yeah. And then, you and know, then certainly there's... from the newspaper article of the Ralston's um, passing... There's a picture of the house when it was built.
0: That's really cool. Um, yeah. A lot of history in the you know between these four walls I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. A lot of people that were treated here when it was a physician's house and then also when it was a uh, you know uh, Dr. Burns was here for 39 and a half years. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I'm sure <laughs> a, a lot of people's uh, smiling faces in Warriors Ford have been uh, a direct result of both you and Dr. Burns' work. So, Eric, Mm -hmm. thanks for your time. I really appreciate it. Um, Thank you, Jeff. Yeah, no problem. Uh, Make sure you guys floss every day. (laughs) I know thinking about those worm things is going to make me be more more vigilant in my flossing. Every day. For sure, every day. Um, So, please uh, check out theroyersportdentist.com for more information. And, uh, Eric, thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. Well, that's all the time we have for today's episode of Discover spring If you'd like to hear our full conversation, I encourage you to subscribe to our podcast. You can find it on any podcast app. I'd also encourage you to check out the Royers for Dentists online. Dr. Eric Pastor was recently recognized for the second year in a row as one of Philadelphia Magazine's top dentists. Also, if you'd like more information about Rachel's Helping Hands nonprofit, you can check out the link below the video. If you'd like to support Discover Springford, you can do that in any of the following ways. You can make a one-time PayPal contribution by going to paypal.me slash discoverspringford. You can also become a monthly supporter at Patreon, patreon.com slash discoverspringford. Or you can check out our merchandise on our website, discoverspringford.com shop. Thanks a lot for watching. We encourage you to get out there on your own journey to discover what makes the Springford area a great place to live, work, eat, and explore.